Hey guys, I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that, that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it. When we started building Escape Climbing, it was a different type of business than I had ever been involved with before. Before this, I had done you know, the window washing company, which is a service-based business where you, you don't have a lot of overhead. You don't really have inventory. You have workers. You have people that need to go and do the fulfillment. You have marketing channels to get the, the leads. Um, but it's a, it's a very simple business. I actually like it for, for new entrepreneurs because it's like playing business on easy mode. You get to learn a lot of the systems and processes. From there, you know, I, I had a gym, which was, again, a, a very different type of business from the, the window washing, but still very different than the manufacturing company, which we started, uh, which I, I got involved with in 2016 or 17. Where, you know, building the product and then working on the fulfillment, a, a physical product. It was very different than having the, the service that you're fulfilling or the the gym, which is a different type of service. You're not really keeping products on the shelf, so to speak. And so I had to learn a lot. I learned way more in building the manufacturing company than I did pro- probably in any other business about how like big businesses really work. And one of the things that we really struggled with in the early days of Escape was the fact that we were a manufacturing environment, which meant that we needed to bring in a lot of raw goods and materials and then take that, transform it into a product and then ship that to our customers, right? And so there's a lot of complexity in those that, that whole process. And that was a lot of fun to try and solve. But one of the things that really tripped us up for a long time was understanding the idea of working capital and how we could you know, sink hundreds of thousands of dollars into raw materials that might take months to get to us in the case of when we would produce hardware, it would take six months from the time that we made, say, a $250,000 order of the materials before they even arrived to our facility much, and then be able to sell that thing over the next you know, six months. So really long lead times, and you're tying up immense amounts of, of capital. And so it was a very different type of business than I had been used to, where that money management had never really mattered in the, the same way. It was, you know, go wash the windows, get the check, pay the employees. What's left over is is profit, right? It's pretty basic. Here it was like, okay, how much of this do we need to put aside to be able to cover, you know, the next um, outlay of inventory or product? um, And how long is it going to take to to recoup that? And we started running into a lot of cash crunch issues. We We started running into things where because we would outlay so much capital to get the inventory and then it would take like a six month cycle before we sold through that. Plus we were selling to big gyms and other uh, corporate customers who had net third or net 90 terms, which meant they had 90 days to pay their bill. Um, they created this crap, this cash crunch where on paper we were making sales. We had the revenue to show for it, but the money had not yet hit the bank, but the money was out of the bank to go p- pay for the inventory. Right. And so we're sitting here, we're just like, man, we're, we're profitable, we're growing, and yet we never have money in the bank. And it was very stressful because every month it was like, well, we have overhead that we need to pay, like rent and our, and our employees uh, pay. So 
how are we going to cover this? And we had a line of credit. We had different ways that we, we could, things that we could tap into, but the most impactful thing that we did that changed the face of our business overnight, um, was just a simple tweak, one simple tweak. And it was something that I alluded to before, which was the net 90 terms. We were doing a, a vast majority of our sales through uh, selling to other gyms, selling to gyms, uh, commercial environments, and they would put in large orders, you know, 30, 40, $50,000, maybe 200,000 at the big, at the highest end. And we, what was typical in the industry was to offer net 90 terms, which meant the customer effectively had 90 days from the time that you made the, and gave them the product to pay you. So that's three months before you get paid after you've already sunk all the money into the inventory. You've created the product. You've already paid the payroll, the, the, the rent and all that stuff. It's already gone. And now you got to wait another 90 days to get the money. And so you can see how like that would really compound the issues for your cash flow situation. So the tweak that we made was to stop offering net 90 terms instead, just net 30. And we got a little bit of pushback from customers who were like, Oh, it's always been net 90 and others are doing net 90. And we're like, well, that's not what we're doing. Um, we didn't really lose any customers over it though. Like once you had the conversation, they understand like this is, this is just the, the policy. And then they got on board. But what it did for our business was it overnight transformed and it shortened by two thirds, um, the timeline in which we were getting paid. And so suddenly we were much more cash flush than we had been before. We could make better decisions because it wasn't born out of scarcity, out of this fear mindset of like, well, we don't have the money to do that yet. We have to wait until we can get that. We could start pouring the money back into the business sooner. So that one tweak was massive. The other big tweak that we did, because we're working with a lot of vendors and suppliers, was once we recognized, wow, the faster we can get paid, the better. The reverse of that is the longer we can wait to get paid or the longer we can wait to pay our bills, the better. <laughs> it's very simple, but like same concept, just in reverse. When you're, when you're trying to get paid, the sooner you get paid is better. When you're doing the paying, the longer you can wait to pay the better. <laughs> so we went to all of our suppliers and our um, vendors and we just started negotiating harder. And you know, they maybe all offered net 30 terms and we're like, Hey, can we get six net 60? We're going to be doing a lot of volume with you over the next year. Can we get this bumped up to net 60? Um, and a lot of times these places would do it. Sometimes they wouldn't, but a lot of times they would. And whenever they would, it was a big, massive win for us. And so the, the moral of the story here is one, you get what you negotiate for. And then two, if you don't know what the different levers are that you can pull that are going to have like this massive effect on cash flow situation for your business, you might go under simply like with a profitable growing business, you can go under just because you were, you were paying your bills too soon and you were getting the, you were getting paid for your bills too late. That could be just the issue. And so if you can invert that, get paid as quickly as possible and wait to pay as long as possible, then you suddenly find yourself with more capital to work with. And so that was a very powerful concept. I had never encountered this in any of the previous businesses. It wasn't um, it was a very different type of business, and this might not apply to a lot of you guys, but this concept of cash flow management is important regardless of what type of business that you're running. It is. It, like understanding this one thing um, starts to help you play the game, not just on like the elementary level, but on the master's level. So 
start start diving into this. There's some great accounts on Twitter that you can follow if you want to learn more about cash flow management or like different um, financial what would they call it? financial engineering practices. It's been massively helpful for us, and now we apply this in our real estate portfolio. You can only imagine like that is um, cash flow management on steroids. So hope this brings a little bit of value, a different perspective, maybe that you haven't thought about in your own business before. It might give you some levers to pull to be able to make more cash. (laughs) At the end of the day, it feels good as a business to have more cash on hand. Uh, You can never have too much. So it's going to do it for me, guys and gals. I'll I'll, I'll, appreciate you. I'm tripping over my words, but I do appreciate you. So thanks for being here. I'll I'll catch you back uh, tomorrow. Same time, same place. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I'll see you here. Uh, Until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like Uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind the scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com slash newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the show.